0: I've never heard good news that sounded so bad. Um, it's sort of an odd morning um, so far, and I have mean, an early morning experience that so I'll share with you in a second. My name is Matt Berryman. I'm the Executive Director of the Physical Charities in the Diocese of Chicago. And, um, it's really, really good to be with you. Um, we're an organization, you may or may not know, we have uh, 17 partner agencies that we support with financial grants. And to complement those grants, well, one of which is shelter care, you know, shelter care here at Rockford. Um, we walk alongside the organizations offering um, capacity-building support, opportunities for their leadership and CEOs to gather, to learn from one another, to share experiences, opportunities for workshops and um, speakers and ways to build their own skills and competencies. This year we're focusing on internal capacity, which is what we're doing here. Well, I drove to Rockford last night and stayed at a hotel, and, um, you know, all of that, that stuff usually goes pretty well for me. I, I, I used to be United Methodist pastor, so I, in my current position with the Episcopal Diocese of Chicago. I do travel around and preach a bit here and there, so that's okay. Uh, this morning I got up and I got locked up in my hotel room. right after starting the service. And I had emailed my sermon to Diane, whom I enjoyed so much. It's a lovely conversation for me. what God's up to yet. But I'm pretty sure that that cross and today's gospel lesson and whatever else Time. You know, it's, a, it's sort of preaching one-on-one. You don't, you don't uh, offend the congregation on the first day by calling them a of vipers. <laughs> but John doesn't seem to care too much about what anybody thinks or feels. Last week, the same. Repentance. Repent. Turn. Or burn. Mend your ways. Change. And then the week before that, the first Sunday of Advent, Jesus be aware, be on the lookout, be on guard for the signs are in the air. The signs that, that there will be signs in the moon, the cloud, the, of the sun, and the son of man will appear in the clouds in great glory. Be awake, wake up, stand up for your redemption is drawing near. It's like apocalypse now. Meanwhile, everybody on the outside is like hanging lights, <laughs> thinking about what they're gonna buy, having some old wine, going to a little party here kind of half-working, it just seems so out of pitch with what we're used to. I don't know why this surprises me, right? Because I used to preach, and we used the like lectionary in the Methodist Church, despite our, you know, low-church tendencies. And and I still get surprised when I look at it, because it just seems so out of pitch. It seems so, come on, John, I'm out, William. I mean, really? Doesn't Jesus just love everybody? What's this whole bit about you better change or else? So, you know, and sometimes I just, when I read lessons like this, it just, you know, it just gets under your skin in ways that, you know, you just don't want to. None of us are eager to be told the truth about ourselves, I can tell you. If you're anything like me, it's taken you, I'm 46 years old, and it's taken me a good 46 years to get even close to being ready to hear. Let me use a good management phrase, corrective feedback. <laughs> I can do it okay now. But boy, there was a time in my life when I, I could not stand to hear you need fixing. That's, how, that's what we would say in the cell. You, see. you need fixing. But John, ah you know, John and Jesus don't seem to care. It's like they're bound to determine to tell us the truth. And they don't need a euphemism. They don't need sugarcoating. They don't care how you feel about it. They're just gonna say it because it's like it's like urgent or something. It's like important. It's like your life matters. So it's important to to pay attention to it. And I think there's some wisdom. You know, the church has been at this a long time. This Advent thing. This preparing for the seems to understand that there's no prepared, there's no getting to Christmas without crossing over his threshold. He's like, he's like this crazy guy out on the street shouting all these things we don't want to hear. And yet, he's the one we have to encounter. And there's wisdom in it, for whether we like it or not. So we do this weird thing in here that nobody gets out there, because Christmas is something else out there. But it's it struck me this morning, you know. I, I did write a sermon, but you know, like it's just like, well, you go know with what you got, and you don't got anything. You just do it and hope the Spirit comes. But it struck me this morning that it, the times in my life, There's gotta be something wrong. These are human things. Everybody in here has happening. And you know that as you look back, even though it was hard to hear at that time, the person who was able to tell you those things about yourself is the person who loved you most, who cared about you the most to tell you the truth about yourself. So at first glance, today it seems, it just seems like a sort of an insult to injury. The truth is is that it's really love, and anybody who's a parent knows this best. Good parents aren't permissive. Good parents teach and encourage and show discipline. This is how you do it. This is not how you do it. This is how you do it. Because they don't want their kids to get in trouble. They want them to be safe and healthy and productive and successful in the world. That's what John is doing here. That's what Jesus. Is doing. That's what Adam is doing for us. Is giving us a word in spite of what we think about it, out of love for who we are. I don't know, though. It's a strange word. It really is. And the crowds. You know, it says in the lesson, it says multitudes and crowds, which I find a little stunning because who lines mm-hmm. up with us? Nobody's out seeking this word. But yet, there they are, and it's almost as if, in spite of our egos and our pretensions and our defensiveness and our well, oh, don't you tell me that. There's something in us that longs, that it is inclined toward growth, that wants to be told the truth, that wants to be given feedback, that wants to be drawn closer to God. It's that God in us that is open to hearing the word of grace, to be moved forward on the path of growth. And so it's like the crowds are there, and they say, what then shall we do? Because John's already said, like, "Acts at that the root. I mean, it's already going to happen, so you what do you want us to do? And in reply, he said to them, whoever has two goats must share with anyone who has none. And whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors, remember, tax collectors are crooks. They don't, they don't share, they, they, they extort, they take. Even the tax collectors came to be baptized and and they asked him, What should we do? He said, Don't take any more than the amount prescribed for you. And then the soldiers came and they asked him. And what should we do? And he said, don't take money from anyone by threats or false accusation and be satisfied with your wages. Don't be a bully. Give generously. Be kind. Don't lie. Don't steal. So this is what it looks like, in a way. I mean, on some level, you can listen to all this. and say, oh, yeah, the world is coming in the first Sunday of Advent. Repent, repent, repent. It's this sort of global ask of you to lay your life down for Jesus here and now. You know, on the tombstone, it says, here is John Doe. He lovingly laid his life down for Jesus in one momentous act of courage and faith. And maybe that is what's being asked for, but it might just be the case here as we asked John what to do, he says, No, the bar's pretty low. <laughs> the standards are pretty low. Do no harm, and that's a good start. Do these things here. If you have an extra coat, give it to somebody. If you really should call that marriage therapist and go to couples counseling, well, by God, pick up the phone. Because you wrote, it. well, you feel in the way. John would say the word. I, I would do that. Then call and make amends. If you should write an extra check instead so of giving to someone who has plenty this Christmas, write the extra check. He gave them some simple, pragmatic things to do. You don't have to become another Teresa of Calcutta today. I don't know what it is for you. I don't know what John is doing with you today. But you do. You know what you need to do. to pick up the phone. Maybe you're called to write a check. Maybe you're, what you're called to, to volunteer in the church. Maybe you're called to get in touch with the municipal charities. Maybe you're called to write a check to make sure that the work of caring for the most vulnerable in our diocese continues. We would love that, of course. I know Diane would love to hear you. What, what can I do, Diane, to help further the ministry of this church? So I don't know what it is for you today, but I, I have to say that the words of John, in spite of their initial caustic, arrogant sounding, who do you think you are, don't come at me like that, church. To me, after failing a lot and getting back up off, my, off the ground by God's grace, these words start to sound like love all. Finally, someone will tell us the truth. Someone to say, no. Yes, Jesus loves you exactly as you are. And he loves you so much, he won't let you stay there." And that's the truth. Here's what John is saying today. One, God is coming. And two, Small thing. How many people are out there not here? You don't have to give yourself, you don't have to go to Calcutta today. You just have to show up. You just have to be willing to take one more step. That's all. Few practical things. If you've got got two if you've got a little If you got some generosity in spirit, if you can be rid of that hardness of heart, if you can let go and let God just a little bit more today. Take one more step. Then, we're on the way, see. To this. That's what John meant.